Welcome back to another episode of my podcast. This is Julie's story. I'm so glad that you're here. Welcome to me telling you life stories. This one's going to be chock full of all kinds of things. You know when your mom like used to make those cookies and she just like throw in random ingredients? Okay, maybe your mom didn't do that, but I do that. <laughs> I once made these cookies. I was trying to make them healthy and so I thought, oh, I'll just add flax seeds. It'll be great. No, they turned into pancakes. It's awful. But you know when you just like throw random things into just like dough and you're like, let's see how this turns out. This is what this podcast is going to be. Okay, and by now you know, you know there's going to be enough stories and enough nuggets to keep you interested, so just sit back, relax, I hope you have your coffee or your wine. (laughs) I hope you have a glass of wine or mimosa. As we dive into some of these really interesting subjects, so I'm making pancakes this morning, protein pancakes, because you know, I worked out one time, and they look awful. Just in case you're wondering at my cooking skills, uh, they're a negative three on a 10 scale. This is one of the reasons why I always say Andre should be the cook in our family, but he um, thinks that that's awful and that's not a good idea. I think it's a great idea, but in any case, making pancakes. And I keep having these thoughts for you. So I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to throw it out there. We're just going to roll with it. Um, and these thoughts began with me showing up to a fair at night in a gown imagine a vintage gown that is red and fabulous and silk and um it has like this intricate detail on the top and pulls in at the waist and it's got this flowy yes so i showed up to a fair in that gown my sister was doing a photo shoot i was doing photos of her she was doing photos of me so i'm at this fair in this gown and i realize when i'm there And there's hundreds of people. My kids are there. My husband's there. And I'm in this gown. And I realized in the middle of all of that with my old Hollywood waves that I did not feel one ounce of self-conscious anything. And I'm like, I kid you not, I'm walking through the fairgrounds. I'm not even looking like at people's faces. I'm just like walking like normally how I would walk. And I thought about you. I thought about this podcast. I thought about my listeners here because I realized that in talking, almost talking for a living, sometimes it feels like, and telling stories for a living, it has stretched me so much that I can literally be placed in the middle of a hundred people at night in the most outrageous, amazing dress and feel no ounce of self-consciousness. So as I'm making pancakes this morning, flipping my pancakes that are crumbling, it looks like, uh, it looks like scrambled eggs. My, my protein pancakes look like scrambled, scrambled eggs. So I'm flipping the scrambled cakes and I'm just thinking about this idea of Um, the fear of judgment and I know on this podcast we talk about light things we do fun stories and I love it and I I and I kind of try to reconcile these two extremes in my personality of like super extreme funny ridiculous goofiness and this depth of the INFJ that goes inside my mind and we're going to marry those two right now. Like, welcome to the wedding. Because it is happening right now. We're marrying those two two parts of me. And I'm going to share with you all sorts of things. This last week in my writing course that I've, I'm creating, I was talking about self, the fear of judgment. And um, like just this, this kind of a monster, if you will, that attacks 
women and and people and I know it attacks men but because I'm a woman I'm going to speak I'm going to speak to my babes I'm going to speak from what I know of of being a woman but there's this constant fear that people are going to think something and thus we have an entire army of babes that try and change behavior based on someone else's thought if you break it down like that outside of being in the middle of a fair in a gown and you just break it down to that simple statement. It sounds so ridiculous. Like we we're, we don't want to do things because we're afraid that someone might think something about us that we don't want them to think. And the reality is that that's happening all the time and we have no idea that it's happening. And I talked to my daughter about this and my sister and the babes that we, we do these photo shoots every month. My sister started this movement of women that are just like amazing and we just talk about all these deep things that women struggle with and, and we, we heal through photography, we heal through conversations. But in the middle of these conversations, I found that there's a solidarity of this this fear that is keeping so many of us like so bound up. And like, that's what I want to talk about today. I want to talk about getting the heck over the, this crazy boxes that we put ourselves in because we're so afraid. Why is that relevant to us? Why is that relevant to women? Why is that relevant to boss babes and moms? Because we cannot be who we're made to be if we are stuck in this cycle in our mind of, oh my gosh, what if they think? What if they think? What if they think? And that's part of my mission. Like if you hang out with me any, any amount of time, you've seen that meme going around, like I'm like the one that says like, if you hang out with me for a second, you're going to be convinced that you're going to do amazing things and I'm going to brainwash you. I feel that way. Like that is part of my mission. That's one of the reasons I have the podcast. That's one of the reasons I have a brand. It's like, I want people to become everything they're meant to be. I want babes to become everything they're meant to be. And this one snag, this fear of judgment, it has kept me from so much. Let me tell you a story. Let me tell you a juju story story there's so many there's so many stories so when I um gosh when I was um let's see this was like a few months ago or like six months ago when I was considering dyeing my hair blue it was like it was just this moment. I had a moment. Okay, my hair is blue right now. It's normally blonde. And um, we'll go way back. Actually, we're going to start way back. You know me. <laughs> right off on a tangent, they're like, wait, wait, there's more to the story. There's more to the story. We have to go way, way back. So um, about seven years ago, um, when I was working as a designer, I, I was writing for clients, but I wasn't doing that. I wasn't, I wasn't making that public yet because I was afraid of what people might think because there was another girl who I really, really respected who was also a writer and I thought, I can't, I can't show up as a writer because somebody might think that dot, 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 essentially. So that was going on. And also at the same time, I was having a hair debacle. You know those moments where you're like, you really want to do something with your hair and you stop yourself? What What is it with babes and doing that? How many times have you thought to yourself, I really want to do this, but I can't. Oh my God. Like YOLO. YOLO. You only live once. Do your hair. Like it will grow back. It, at the end of the day, it's just hair. But I was having this moment with my hair because there was another designer who had this babe hair. Like she had the most babe of babe hair, the big voluminous, like I still have hair envy with her. She, oh, she's not only talented as a designer, but her hair is amazing. I'm sure you can think of one babe right now that you're like, their hair, goals. So she had goals hair and she had dyed pieces of her hair pink. And I just, 
oh my gosh, when I saw that, I was like, I, I want that. So like, I want pieces of pink hair and I didn't do it. I didn't do it because I was afraid that people would think that I was trying to be like her. Like I was trying to dress up like someone else. So fast forward to me wanting my hair blue. There's another babe that I know who has her hair blue and it's um like this girl is a babe like there's a, the babe of babes this girl and she has the most beautiful hair and it's blue and it's awesome and i way back when when my son was around uh a year old i had my favorite haircut of all time we we're just talking about hair <laughs> we just do a whole podcast about hair i could do it too so i had these stripes of blue in my hair they were like peekaboo blue and I was so proud. Like this was when my son was. So this was nine, ten, ten years ago, nine years ago, I guess ten years, because um, he's almost eleven. I had these peekaboo blue, and it was my favorite. Like if somebody walked up to me and said, "Julie, what was your favorite hair moment?" That would be the number one. So I had these blue peekaboos. So fast forward to now, I was like, I really want to dye my hair blue, but I can't. I can't because I'm afraid that someone's gonna think that I'm trying to be like this other girl that I know and that my friends know. And so I didn't do it. So I went and dyed my hair pink. Didn't necessarily want pink, but I thought blue's taken. I cannot dye my hair blue because blue is taken. And I'm afraid that people are going to think less of me or that I'm just trying to be cool when I'm like, listen, okay, this past week when, when my sister and I were doing another photo shoot, we did two photo shoots this week. It was at a, um, a laundromat and another girl came in because she wanted to be a part of the session and when she walked in she told us later that she thought that I was a professional model and we all just laugh at that because you've listened to the last 13 podcasts and you know how much I don't have it together if you watch any of my stories or anything you know how I am on mess.com like I'm just trying to like get through the day without my baby hairs poking somebody's eyes out that stick out the side of my head okay I'm just trying to make it through life with my putting on my lashes in a way that doesn't look like I am a five-year-old and that my eyeshadow doesn't look like I use Crayola brushes to like blend them on my face like I, I this I am not I I feel like if there were gonna be a comparison of like who I am in my life, like if there was a celebrity that I could probably like look at, like kind of how she is and kind of how she acts, I would be the Jennifer Lawrence. Um the one that trips on the stairs going up to receive her Oscar, that's gonna be me. Okay, I'm not the Julia Roberts that just floats across like no. Okay, like I am not I wi- I wish I wish I was Julia, but I'm not. I'm really Jennifer. And I love Jennifer Lords because she has so much quirkiness and all that. It, like she made tripping on the stairs going up to receive the Oscar look cute. Like she's still like the way that she like collapsed down like a Disney princess and like had a little moment on the stairs. I feel like I'd be the same way. Either that or I'd make it even extra dramatic to take away from the fact that I was mortified. So when this girl came in to the photo shoot and she's she's told us later, oh my gosh, I thought you're a professional model. Um, that's when I started laughing because um, one, I was so overjoyed that I finally got mistaken for a model because obviously that's goals, but also because it's so like, I'm so ridiculous that I just am like, oh no, that no, you must be mistaken for someone else. Like I'm the one who like doesn't have my, like half of my lashes are coming off right now. 
But in any case, so I, I just have never been this person that has felt uh, free. Like, I feel like that this is, a, I'm 31 years old and my 30s have been so amazing because I feel like there's this level of freedom where I am letting go of the fear of what people may or may not think. And I chalk it up to, I've gone through a lot in the last three to five years. Well, really 12 years, but, uh, well, really my whole life, really like (laughs) just looking back, like, you know, I had, I had some hard days in my 10 year old, uh, self with crazy, um, overalls and terrible haircuts. Gosh, I always go back to hair. In any case, I've been through some things, but there's something about kind of turning towards this fear and, and forcing oneself to just get the heck over it. That is so freeing. So when I dyed my hair blue and I share this and I shared this in my class that like my top Instagram photo of all time was when I revealed the blue hair. Um, and there were some people that made a, a quick comparison between me and the other babe. But what was so interesting is that my care level had ceased because somewhere along the lines, I realized that to be the most impactful that I can be, to bring the most uh, purpose and relevance to my life, to help and give the most to other people, I have to let go of caring about what other what, what other people think. And what's so funny is that even inside of being a mom and like leading my children through these journeys of dealing with conflict with their friends and sitting down. And when my daughter gets out of school, we, I sit down and I'm just like, okay, I've got the tea ready. Like I'm sat down. Like, what is it? What What's going on? Is it hot? Like what's going on? And it's my way of, you know, joking around and playing with her and just encouraging her to just open up like what's going on what are you seeing what are the other girls doing that you're noticing great and that you know who is who are you friends with and and what are those qualities that they have that make them a great friend and how are you becoming a great friend but also girl what kind of craziness is going like what are these girls talking about like what is going on because you know it's happening because you were also 12 years old one day but um in talking to my kids, I, I say this thing all the time to them and I feel like I'm, I'm saying it to myself and like these conversations I'm having with you, I'm having them with myself. Like I'm just going to learn from myself as I speak too. But I tell them people change what they think based on what they have for breakfast. And that's biologically true. I mean, sugar really impacts your state of mind. Um, Eating or not eating impacts your state of mind. If you've slept or you haven't slept, I mean, shout out to all the women that have just survived daylight savings. It changes the way that you think. But we walk around with this almost like we believe that we have this superpower that's not a power. Um, it's actually, um, a disability that we can control someone's perception of who we are based on what we do or don't do. And what's really crazy is that people's perception of who we are and our own perception of who we are, are very, very different, no matter what we do, no matter what we say. And it's funny as I'm saying that because we, we play this game with our kids. It's called, well, okay. There's this game called Super Fight, and it's amazing game. And um, we, my husband and I played on a little date at Barnes & Noble. Shout out to Barnes & Noble, who sets out games for adults to play while they eat cookies on their date nights. And we had the best time. We played it originally at Andre's brother's house, and we just laughed and laughed. It was great. So I came home, and I thought, 
hey, let me, I'll just, you know, some of these cards, I'll just write down some like kid friendly ones and we'll introduce the kids to the game before we buy it to see if they like it essentially. And the goal of the game is you have a superhero and you pick up a card and it has like a superhero name on it. And the you you get a superhero and a superpower and you're fighting one person in the game so you each have three superheroes in your hand and three superpowers in your hand and you pick one of each and then you you pitch the idea so the the marketer in me is like I absolutely love this game because somehow I was able to make Cookie Monster (laughs) seem like an absolute war evil monster somehow I was able to pitch this idea and it's so fun to watch the kids like you know like sell sell their idea so I'm using story selling techniques to win this game which I do a lot um one time Andre um the kids made a couple cards he got his superhero was sandwich man not sandwich man my daughter misspelled sandwich so sandwich man and his superpower was um, that he had a miniature pony. So he's riding on a miniature pony and he couldn't stop, um, evil laughing. And it was versus 11 from stranger things. And I think my power was like, I had the power of, um, an enormous amount of puppies or something. The way that I made the game, um, and the little bit that I just played around and kind of seeing if the kids like this game, the way that I created this version, um, I accidentally made a lot of the superpowers disabilities. So instead of, instead of, um, actually powers that would help someone there are things like can only walk backwards or announces their location extremely loud like those aren't necessarily powers that you want but if it's between um let's see being you know as small as an ant or evil laughing i think you'd probably win more being anyway so we we as women i feel like we walk around with this superpower that we believe is a superpower but it's really a disability of i'm going to alter my identity i'm going to dress up in a way that makes you happy i'm going to put on a song and dance i'm going to perform for you because i am afraid of your judgments and i am afraid at the core of who i am of various things. I mean, sometimes it's, we're afraid of like being rejected or we're afraid of being judged. And it's just like this, such a weird, um, it's a weird mental handicap that we get in because we start not dyeing our hair blue for no reason. And we start, wearing certain clothes or not wearing certain clothes or when we're around a certain group of people it's almost like we we code change we we switch who we are we put on a different a different hat a different role depending upon who we're around because we're so terrified of being rejected by someone or we're so terrified of really truly being seen because if we're really seen at the heart of who we are we're afraid that someone's going to reject that and we want to avoid pain at all costs. It, it's, like, it's like putting a pebble in our shoe so that we walk differently, so that we, our identity isn't seen. I actually watched a video. Um, it was like a short YouTube video about this woman who was in charge of um, per, uh, 
providing uh, disguises for special agents, FBI agents, when their lives were going to be at risk and they needed to have important meetings with various individuals. She was the person who would sit down with a particular agent and, and design them a costume. And she talked about how the way that she would dress up people vary depending upon the severity of the circumstances. So she would sometimes turn women uh, or men and into women and women into men or women older or young, you know, that kind of thing, older men, making them look older. So she would do all these things. And she talked about how in certain instances, she would even need to change the way that somebody walked. And so she said that in her um, ex- exploration on how to do this, she would just put a pebble in her shoe and that would immediately change the way that she walked. And I think that this fear of judgment is just like that. So in my journey, uh, my journey of getting over the fear of judgment, it's a journey. Like there's, I feel like there's never just a time where we arrive. I, my personality, my temperament is like, please, can I just do the 10 steps to getting over whatever the problem I finally acknowledge? Okay. Like I just want, like my type A is like, please give me an outline. I have these conversations with God in my history too, with him is like, can you please just give me an outline? Do step one, step two, step three. I will do all the steps. I will check all the boxes. I'll give all the special stars and I will, I will. And I'll do them all and they'll, and I'll make them all look fabulous. So that's not how this works. Everybody's journey to this is different. But like for me, when I'm standing in the middle of the fair and I'm thinking about all the things that I've done that prepared me for not caring, because it was very like I should have cared. Another, another year, another year, Julie would have definitely cared and been very self-conscious. And I wasn't at all. And I started thinking about all the videos that I've made for social media. And um, I went way back to when I was younger and homeschooled. Part of the way that my parents helped um, us not be weird and not be sheltered was they enrolled us in 4-H. And I've talked a little bit about this before in my other podcast, but not this particular aspect. So most people think of 4-H, they're like, oh, agriculture, you know, yada, yada, yada. But our particular club of 4-H was not about horses. It was about serving the community and being creative and doing all these arts and crafts and like all that stuff. But in 4-H, we had to do a yearly project. So I started when I was nine or 10 years old. So I started doing public speeches at nine and 10 years old. Rewind even further than that was me when I was gosh, eight years old, so it would have been five, six, seven, eight, walking around with my little recorder, talking just like this every day. And then I started 4-H and I started doing a um, presentation, a project every year. And we do the project in front of the group and then we would adjust the project and we'd, we'd tweak it. So we, gosh, we practiced in front of our peers, the same project. I want to say upwards of seven to 10 times. Like by the end of it, I could tell you my friend's opener. I could tell you their three main points because we just listened over and over. And the point was the more that we did it, the more we got comfortable with the presentation so that when we actually went to compete, we would do a great job. So 
I calculated at some point, I counted up between the presentation. Some years we do multiple presentations between the practices. And then if we'd win at one level, we'd move on to the next level. And then we'd practice in between. And then we'd compete at another level. And um, we, our particular club won all the time. So we were just like, practice a thousand times. I think I'd probably done over a hundred, a hundred to 120 public speeches by the time I was 12 years old. That's all. That is a lot. That's a lot of talking about people. But even still, even still, when I got to college and I had a public speaking, have you taken a public speaking class? The terror, like you can walk in the room and you can feel the atmosphere. Like people are just bouncing their knees across the room because people are so terrified of public speeches and I just like jumped into the terror too. I'm like, I just picked up on everyone else's feelings. I don't know if you do that or not, but I'm such a feeler that I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm going to fail. Even though I'd like done public speeches my, like my whole life. Um, I didn't fail, but I was nervous as all get out, like doing these public. And I don't, I didn't know why. I don't know if it's because like these individuals were like adults. I have no idea, but I was like really terrified So then fast forward to getting over the fear of people's judgments. Um, That was not present. Like I was just definitely afraid of people's judgments in in class. And then I started being asked to speak for um, churches. Like I would do preaching or do different messages or do different presentations. The weirdest thing would happen is like I had been, I had practiced so much with speaking in my job that I began to be more confident and less afraid of what people were going to think. But my body, remember, um, my body's not often in alignment with my mind. So my body would be shaking and I would have to tell my physical body to stop. It was almost like my body had a visceral response to the fear of people judging me or especially when you're talking about spiritual content, for whatever reason, it makes me exceptionally more nervous because I feel like there's a greater responsibility than just goofing off and telling stories. Like when you're talking about something so serious about who God is in the heart of God, even though I was, I was firm in my mind and I was firm with my connection with God, my body was like, oh no, girl, <laughs> like we, we're not doing this. Like we got, we're going to backtrack. Like, I uh, don't worry. I've got this. I'm going to make you shake so violently that you're not going to be able to walk on stage. That's what we're going to do. Um, so I would have to tell my body to calm down. It was like I was having fight or flight before I was going up to speak in front of people. All of these moments, though, every single one of them, the places where I was super uncomfortable and did it anyway, was preparing me for that red dress moment. And I I don't know what it was inside of me uh, a few years ago, about seven years ago, terrified of being on video. I mean, I just the thought of putting my phone and getting on video, I was like, there's no way. I absolutely cannot do this. I'm not doing this. I can't. Like, I, I am so terrified. And so I did what every normal, sane, boss babe individual does. Um, not. I decided, you know what? I'm so terrified that I'm going to make myself do it. What in the world? I, I just, I'm like, I'm shocked at my own self that I would do that. But I'm so freaking proud of myself because that one moment, oh my gosh, that one moment of setting up, I remember I was, I was under the bridge in Clearwater. Let me tell you the story. 
under the bridge in Clearwater, terrified of being on video. And I just thought, like I had this knowing. I'll just, I'm going to compare myself to Oprah real quick. And I'm not ashamed to do that because she's so amazing. And I'm also amazing, but you know, growing in my journey. She's a different place in her journey. I honor her journey. I'm getting there. She has the the way, and we talked about this one of the last podcasts. She has this like inner um conviction about the outcomes of different things and her intentions behind different things and she talks about how she pays attention to her gut and her gut makes some decisions like she was working at this tv studio and she had this opportunity to go to another studio and get this job and it was going to pay double what she was making there and she, in her gut, she knew it wasn't the right decision. And so she turned it down. And a few months later, she started her show that we all now know as like the Oprah show, the Oprah Winfrey show. But like the, her gut made the decision. So I was standing there underneath this bridge with my phone making this gut decision that I didn't realize was a gut decision. I recorded this video about how I loved this particular software company, Show It. Shout out to Show It. I love them. And they help creatives make amazing websites and I love their company. I love the people. And so I made this video talking about that and I posted online and I was very terrified and I sounded really ridiculous. And I said, I'm a thousand times, but that video got to the owners of the company. And that video was one of the things that gave me the opportunity to actually fly out to California, meet the owners of the company three months later and meet all these incredible people. And it, that, that was a moment that helped change my life. Stepping outside, I heard Will Smith say this week on a morning motivation video, because when I drop my kids off in the morning, I turn on a morning motivation. He said this week that God placed um, the greatest things on the other side of fear. And I really thought about that because so often our freedom is right on the other side of confronting fear. That's a liar and fear that keeps us bound and fear that keeps us frustrated and fear that keeps us, gosh, so chained to things that aren't even made for us. Fear, false evidence appearing real, is often completely and totally built on lies. Fear is a liar. So we have all these fears inside of us and we submit to them. And so we have all these belief systems in our mind and we submit to those. And then fast forward 10 years, we don't even know who we are. We've lost ourselves. We don't even know what we're about because so much of our thought process and our life and our decisions are completely motivated by fear. And so we're afraid to show up and be ridiculous and trip on our gown receiving our Oscar and just make it a Disney princess moment because we don't want anybody to judge us. And here's the reality. People judge us anyway. They already are. So might as well just do what makes you happy and turn towards what makes you happy and turn towards those gut decisions because you never know what's on the other side. So I made this video confronting my fear. And I decided before I flew out to California, I didn't even know I was going to go to California. Like they hadn't even asked me yet. I was like, I'm going to do a video every day. I'm just going to do a video and post it, do a video and post it so that I can get over this fear. And I I told myself, I never know when I'm going to need to immediately be able to be put on the spot, to be asked a question or to do a video. And I'll never forget this moment when I was younger. And I just thought about this now, like maybe there was an inner vow or maybe there was a mo- like an uncomfortable moment that began in me when I was around 10 or 11. I was invited to go on this little um, 
birthday extravaganza event with my best friend. So her dad had arranged for her to have a limo and all of her best friends. And he was videotaping it and we're in the limo. And he turns this camera to me as a 10 year old and he puts it in my face and he's like, what do you want? What do you want to say to your friend? Like, she's going to watch this video when she's older. What do you want to say? And like, I completely froze. And I was like, um, always be yourself. And like, he kind of was like, no. And just like moved on to the next girl. And the next girl was like, oh my gosh, you're so amazing. Like, oh, you're awesome. Like, you're just the best. And I just like sat there so embarrassed. So maybe all, like, I'm just connecting the dots in my own story right now. Maybe that had something to do with the, the fear of the camera or something of that nature. But I started making these videos because I said, I never know. You never know. You never know what, what you're going to need to be prepared for. So I started preparing. And lo and behold, on this California trip, one of my friends who's a photographer grabbed his camera. I'm standing out on like the balcony overlooking this beautiful vineyard that we um, that the company actually set us up in. We were camping there, and I was in a cabin. It was just like, it was the most amazing trip ever. And my friend turned his video camera on me, and he's like, hey, Julie, say something. And I immediately was just like, did you hear my snap? That's how immediate it was, just like snaps, done. I just was like, hey, guys, this is Julie's story, and I'm here, blah, 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 blah. And I just went through this whole thing, and then I stopped and smiled. And he like turned off the camera, and he put it down, and his face was just like, oh my gosh, like I was not expecting all of that. And I was like, you know what? I showed up ready today because I've been practicing. And like the reason I'm telling you all these stories is because I know that I know that I know that there is something that you've wanted to do. There's something that you've stopped yourself from doing. I don't know if it's a podcast. I don't know if it's video. I don't know if it's like being a model. I don't know if it's like being a wannabe model like me or doing stories or posting more real stories on Instagram. Like I don't know where it is that you've wanted to show up and stopped yourself because you're so afraid of what what people might think or what people might say. And it's not, it's not, helping you or serving you like that fear like acknowledge that it's there and let it go like I acknowledge sometimes like I have fear I have anxiety and I'm like you know what I acknowledge I'm not gonna ignore the fact that I'm feeling this but I don't need this anymore this is not helping me and like I heard this one lady was talking about um on my morning motivations again She was talking about the five second rule where she has learned to overcome kind of these moments in her life by counting down five, five, four, three, two, one, and then just doing it. And she was talking about how our brains and our minds are, they're constantly trying to protect us from hurting ourselves. And so we run into these moments all the time where our brain and our body are, are, are telling, telling us. Um, this might hurt you. This might be uncomfortable. So you definitely need to stop. Like, do not make a video. Um, we're not doing any public speaking at all. Don't start that podcast. Ooh, don't show up on your Instagram stories and show your baby hairs. Yeah, we're definitely not going to be talking about all these things, you know, like not being able to blend your eyeshadow right, because that's going to make us look a certain way. And we definitely, that might hurt us. So we're going to protect ourselves from that. So our mind, like our subconscious is constantly trying to protect ourselves from pain. We don't like pain. I don't like pain. You don't like pain. And so we're always making these choices that are in conflict with our truth because we're trying to avoid pain. 
I've done it. Hashtag guilty. Hashtag my kids are guilty. Hashtag Andre's guilty. But I've seen these moments happen in my life where I, I do certain behavior because I really, really, really want to avoid feeling any kind of pain. I chalk it up to being a really, really deep feeler, which means I'm a really, really deep lover. Like when I love, I just love radically. And that's the superpower. But on the other side of the superpower is an immense fear that has to be wrestled this monster that has to be wrestled on an ongoing basis and you know what i feel like what fear wants us to do is completely ignore the fact that it's there like kind of brush it underneath the rug like it's kind of like the elephant in the room like hey no you're there like no i'm here but like don't acknowledge me don't address me just keep me around because i'm actually going to keep you safe and what fear really does is keep you bound and it keeps you locked and it keeps you chained. And it's not a shame thing. It's a thing just say, okay, I acknowledge my fear in this area. I really want to know the truth. I'm going to step into the truth instead of wearing all these shackles and chains of the lie. And I'm just going to keep it moving. And like, I'm going to forgive myself for entertaining fear in this area. And I'm going to dye my hair blue and keep it going. And I'm just, I just want, if you are out there and you're just like, I can't because, or I'm afraid because, like on the other side of you stepping out is so much happiness and freedom. Like it's just so much fun. Like even with this podcast, like I remember asking my, I told Andre this week, I was like, you know, I asked my Instagram, like, should I do it? Should I not? And there was a couple people that said I should not start a podcast at all. And I said, I'm so happy I did it because my podcast makes me so happy. Like conversations like this make me so pumped and so happy. And I love telling stories and I love being ridiculous. and I love just sharing my life. I am made to do this and it makes me so happy. And at the end of the day, I go to sleep completely thrilled and excited that this is what I get to do. I get to share my life with people like you. And so Andre's like, well, why did you even ask? Why did you even ask your Instagram then? And I realized in that moment, oh, because I'm afraid that nobody's going to listen. And I'm afraid that nobody's going to be there when I show up or I show up as myself. I was afraid that if I put myself out there in this way and I didn't look like anyone else, my podcast wasn't this way or that way, or it wasn't as polished as other people's podcasts, that I was going to get rejected. And I was really afraid of that. And so that's why I kind of like put my toe in the water. And I said to my Instagram, hey, are you going to accept me if I do this? When really I should have just done it because I wanted to anyway. (laughs) So I did. I just did it. And I'm so glad that I did. So this is like, this is your moment. This is your January 1st. Like, let me be a January 1st, like cheerleader for you. If there are areas in your life where you have been fearing people's judgments, like just acknowledge it. And what I can say about my journey into this place is that the more that I turn towards the things that terrify me and the more that I confront them instead of turning away from them and especially like sometimes even as like a Christian and just like religious circles or you know it 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 feels like there's no room for like being a human and acknowledge and like feeling certain negative emotions it's it's almost like there's an expectation sometimes and even beyond you know being a believer just as a person as a woman it's almost expected that you have to be arrived and if you're not arrived then you're not worthy and that is one of the things that i am definitely here to confront showing up 
on the gram, on the, on the, the podcast to confront that because that's not helping any of us as women, as mothers, as sisters to run away from what's actually going on inside of us. And when we turn towards it, we get freedom and we can just jump on a carousel in a red dress and wave like we're an absolute queen and laugh the whole freaking time because it's so fun and so amazing. And I want other women, I want you to feel those feelings too. And I want to encourage you on your journey of confronting the fear of judgment. And I just want to say, start showing up. Like we need you to, like, I need you to show up. I need you to show up with your story. I need you to show up with your triumphs. I need you to show up with your tragedy. I need you to show up in the middle of your pain and say, I am here, but I am unstoppable. I'm here in the valley, but I'm not sitting down. I am here and I will be victorious. And I don't care if I'm crying myself to sleep at night, I'm still gonna show up. I'm still gonna rise up because we all need to see that and too often showing up real in a disingenuous world it often looks like telling the end of the story but what we really need is we need the in-betweens too we need the I'm starting this journey and I'm afraid I'm in the middle of the journey and it's awful but you know what I'm gonna make light of it I'm gonna be ridiculous I'm gonna be myself like I'm going to give something back even in the middle of my tragedy and you know what if there are moments where you're in the middle and you can't give back that's okay too You don't owe anybody anything but just to walk out your journey and we need you to show up yourself. That's part of the reason why I'm here. So welcome to my podcast (laughs) because that's going to be more of what I'm going to be talking about and the conversations that I'm going to be having later on now, later on, like we need We need women to show up in a real, genuine way because it sets other women free. And freedom perpetuates, freedom perpetuates freedom. And so the more that we can just show up, even if it's in a really small way, even if it's in like, I just put one strip of blue in my hair, but you know what? I showed up. I have to tell you, I posted a couple days ago the photo of the laundromat shoot. And let me tell you this little story because I know that's why you're here for all the stories. I um, didn't wear Spanx. And this is like a thing for me. I, I, I didn't realize it until I was writing this out and until I've like used the word Spanx like 25,000 times. I have a, this week and in my newsletter and all that, I have a pair of Spanx that are like a size two. Okay. I don't know. I think when I bought them, and for those of you who don't know what Spanx are, they're like the slimming, like contouring they're like the top part of pantyhose that kind of help like just it just pulls you together okay like it just gives you a little a little shape a little like a little hug for your hips and I love these on Spanx I love them but like for a really long time these Spanx were kind of like my crutch because I felt like I am too I'm too fat I'm too curvy all these things and my husband would just like roll his eyes right now because um, I'm 5'2 and 118 pounds and I'm a size like three, four. Um, and I can tell you beyond a shadow of doubt, there hasn't been a time in my life where I haven't felt fat. And it's so like, it, that's like a whole nother thing. I'll save that for another podcast because I think we need to unravel that too. So if you want to hear about that, they'll send me a little like high five, but I shared this photo And I was like in just all my curves and all their glory. And I shared a little bit about my journey in in the text of the Instagram. And I'm telling you this 
because in in teaching people how to tell stories and in turning towards my story and setting other women free to tell their stories and in being a writer that tells stories and my last name is story there's something about when when we share our actual journey and when we're honest about it that resonates so much with people. So I shared this image and I have this little like um this little app that tells me kind of what what across my Instagram is my tribe loving? What what is it that they want to see more of? And a lot of times it's just like me and Andre or me and the kids like no matter what I post, the ones that are just of us just being us always get my tribe is like high five celebrating, which thank you everybody. <laughs> but I showed up in this photo and just talked about my journey about like my body and and some of the lies that I believed about my weight and all this kind of stuff. It is now the number two most engaged photo of all time in the past six years or five years of having Instagram. Over 2,000 images, that one. So the first one, the number one is when I showed up in my blue hair. And the second one is when I showed up with some of my story about my body and and my, my journey to loving my body. This is how powerful stories are, our true e-Hollywood stories. And when we're so, when we're so concerned about bringing, um, bringing a, a version of ourselves that's going to be accepted to the forefront, we, we miss out on giving people a breath of fresh air. And if I could tell any boss babe that's starting a business in the middle of business, this is what I'm talking to you about the classes that I'm teaching and the Instagram classes and my own branding clients. This is it. When you show up real and genuine and you turn towards those moments that almost like bring you shame or, or that, you know, that are, are a little less glamorous and you share those in a really genuine way and in a way that feels right for you. Not in a way that makes you feel terrible about yourself or anything like that, but just just when you're willing to kind of step out and step over the the chicken line, if you will, it really gives healing and offers something really powerful to the onlooker. So all that to say, I hope to encourage you and inspire you today to confront the heck out of the fear of judgment. And any of those places in your life where you kind of feel that like discomfort or you feel that like, oh man, I've been doing that, baby steps towards absolute freedom and victory so you can wear your dress in the middle of the fair and not care about what anybody thinks so that that you can start your podcast or you can do your YouTube video. You would not believe how many women that I've come across that have said to me, oh, I really want to start a blog or I really want to do this or I really want to write a book. Oh, but I can't because... And, and after that, because is a thousand reasons that feel so true and that, that feel so relevant. But, but a lot of times beyond the because is really just a mask because there's fear underneath and it's really just an excuse to not show up because they're afraid that they're going to be judged by someone. You know, when I showed up blue, um, a couple pictures later, I had a photo of my husband and I 
and I love this photo. Like I, I love it. It actually is the number three most like, most engaged photos of all time. I wasn't planning on talking about these three images, but here we are. So that that was the third photo. And um, on that photo that I love so much, that was the most in what the third top most engaged photo that my tribe likes and that interacted with me and like we built friendships because of that photo. We continue to build our friendships because of that photo. Um, I got a comment from somebody who's not a friend who must have found me on like the discovery, you know, like the search page, which by the way, can really um, lead to some, like when you're scrolling on the search page and all of a sudden you start comparing yourself to everyone. That's a whole nother story too. But um, so be careful, beware of the search page. But somebody found me on there and he left a comment and the comment said, this girl looks like she has an IQ of 50. So essentially he looked at the photo of me and he made a judgment about my intelligence based on my hair color. And when you, when you say it like that, like I was, I have to smile because it's so like, obviously your hair color does not determine your intelligence level. And the fact that somebody would make a comment like that was, um, it was very interesting to me. I I just, I'd never really received, uh, a comment quite like that be like such a judgment on my appearance um and my intellect but what was really interesting was um how much it didn't bother me because I understand who I am and like I was judged and I have been judged on my Instagram or whatnot but on the other side of people making judgments are people like you that I get to give back to and people like you who send me messages that are like, oh my gosh, thank you so much. And oh my gosh, you're so inspiring. Thank you so much for showing up today. And, and, and that's why I'm here. And so if we can just keep our focus on what we give and who we are and what we want to give back, then we care so much less about how people are going to judge us and so much more about what we can give back to the world. So go forth today. Be amazing, dye your hair, cut your dare, your hair, like you just do you with your hair. And if you do not want to show up in Spanx, you rock those curves in and in the Spanx, out of the Spanx, like you're worthy today of love. And I cannot wait to hear back from you. So let me know. I want to hear your story. That's why I'm here. I'm not just here to talk at you. I want to talk to you. So, all right, guys, much love and gratitude. And I'll talk to you again soon. Bye.